1: Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and around here, we know that life is messy, but we're just doing our best to learn how to live well anyway. So on this podcast, we focus on a lot of life's logistics, like planning and wellness, along with some fun things like skincare and reading, and overall, we just throw in a whole lot of life. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started... I'll go first and today I'm going first with our evening routines ladies we're gonna get into all of this obviously in a second but I think that a great evening routine is not only the thing that helps you to feel more prepared the rest of the day, I think it is the most important routine that you can have, even over a morning routine, which is often touted as, you know, like the end-all be-all, but I am here to push back on that and say that I actually think an evening routine is key to making everything else fall into place better. So, we're going to talk about that today, but I also think, in addition to it just helping you with life's logistics, it's going to help you to feel more taken care of. It's going to help you to make sure that you are doing the things that you need to for your body and your health and your mind. So, I'm super excited to talk about it today because I think it's just so powerful and helpful, and I think it's going to be really fun to get into all of that. But I also wanted to mention, of course, I'm sure this will come as no surprise to you, that if you love today's show or you loved last week's show all about these planning things and routines and all that, then I think you might really like being a part of one of our upcoming cohorts. So if you didn't know, I'm I would be surprised if you didn't know because I've talked about it a lot because I'm so excited about it. But I am hosting every month what I am calling the Live Well Planned Cohort. We just kicked off the July cohort with a whole new group of ladies. We wrapped up June's, which is so much fun to see these five women walk through this whole process of really feeling like they've gotten on top of their lives. They have a plan moving forward. They went from feeling very overwhelmed and not really knowing like how to structure their time or what was the most important priorities that they had on their list. I know a lot of them felt like, well, I need to do all these things. And they all seem to bear the same weight or the same importance that sometimes Sometimes that can lead you to just feeling paralyzed and not knowing what to do next. And so these ladies walked from that into having a plan that really works for their individual lives. It was so fun to see how different they all are and how they're all having completely different lives. Some had jobs, some were missionaries in Africa, some were stay-at-home moms, some own their own business, like they all did completely different things. And we walked through this fundamental process that was able to help them each have an individual plan that worked for them and their personalities and their unique families. And it really worked. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. I'm actually gonna have a lot of them on the show soon to tell you all about it. But it was just so much fun to walk with them through that process. And I would love to have you involved in that if that sounds like something that would be helpful to you because we all need that from time to time. They a lot of these ladies, they've been in Patreon for years. They've heard me talk about a lot of these topics, but it's just so different when you have someone come alongside you and say, "Let me help you see a bird's eye view on all of this. Let me give you this third party perspective that you can't really see when you're in the middle of it. And they were able to make so much more progress and really feel on top of things. And I would love to offer that to you as well. I think it's so helpful also doing it in this group setting where you're able to bounce ideas off of other people and you're all kind of walking through the same process together. So if you want to know more about it, first of all, you can totally message me on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa. Let's chat. If you have questions, I would love to have a back and forth with you about it. How could this be helpful to you? What does it look like whatever questions you might have I would love to talk with you about and if you just already know you're like this is something that I need I want to create this kind of plan I want somebody to come alongside me and walk me through this curriculum and get my life together then just head over to MackenzieCapa.com slash cohort and fill out your application. I've got more details there. We are filling up for the August cohort right now. I would love to get you in there. We're also filling up for September. So get your name on the list. And then also if you're like, well, I don't really need like that level of overhaul. I'm feeling okay, but man, back to school, that's staring me down. And ladies, I know, maybe you don't want to hear about back to school if you're like me and you walked into Target the week after school ended and you're like, why? Why are all the summer things gone and it's already back to school? We just got out. Um, I get you. I feel you. But I know that there are a lot of parts of the country that start back to school earlier than we do here in the Pacific Northwest. And so you may want to be getting on top of things in July or you can sign up for one of my mini back-to-school cohorts that we have in August. So we're going to have three of them this summer. Again, one in July, two in August. And these cohorts are just two weeks long, and we're going to work through all the logistics of back-to-school. So getting your meal plans figured out so that you have a sustainable, repeatable meal plan that you can use all through the year based on the activities and how much time you have and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get your car ready. So if, like me, you have to go sit at ballet or soccer or wherever for hours and hours on end, it feels like, you have everything in the car that you need so that people are fed and busy and can do their homework and all that kind of thing. So we are going to work through all of those different processes, the establishing of the routines, the getting everything together. And I would love to get you in there so that you can feel on top of your calendar and on top of your schedule and everything heading into the school year. You can feel more on top of things than you ever have before. There's no sense in starting the school year out harried. Like, let's get it all together, know the routine, know the plan, so that everyone can just like breathe a sigh of relief and actually enjoy the beginning of the school year. So if you want to get in there, again, it's the same link, mackenziekappacom slash cohort. And you can just click at the bottom. There's a selection spot where you can decide what kind of cohort you want to be involved in. And if you want to be in the back to school mini cohort, just click on that button and I will get you on the list. So come over there and join us. It's so much fun. It's so helpful. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode, which, of course, is more about planning, more about routines, because I geek out over it and I just find all of it so helpful. To me, a plan is not oppressive. To me, I just feel so much better about my life. I feel like I have more freedom and more ability to be flexible when I have a plan, which I know can sound counterintuitive because some people are like, ah, if I have plans, then I can't be spontaneous and I can't do all the things that come up in my life that I want to do, where I feel the exact opposite. I feel that when I have a plan laid out, if something else comes up, then I know what needs to get moved. Instead of it just kind of being like this abstract thing out in the ether of, well, sure, I can do that, but I really had other things that I needed to do. I can know what needs to be moved around. It's not that I'm locked into this plan forever. You know, I'm the master of the plan, not the other way around. And so it just lets me be more spontaneous because I don't have to worry the whole time that I'm off doing this new fun thing, that I'm missing something else. So that's just one of the many reasons that I love a plan. But especially with a routine, I love a routine because, one, after a certain amount of time, it can just become kind of second nature. It's this routine, this over and over again thing that you can get yourself into so you can just kind of do it on autopilot. You don't really have to think about it. But at the same time, you are accomplishing so much and you're getting things done that are really vital to your life. It's just that you've done them so many times that you don't really have to think about them, which is sort of fabulous. I mean, we can have all kinds of things in our lives that automate. Um, You know, we can use uh, Echo Dot to give us reminders and turn on lights at certain times. And we can have our calendars set up to be able to repeat things. And there's so many ways that we can automate our lives, but we can also kind of automate ourselves by putting in a routine. We can make these things more automatic as we practice them over time. So I really want to dive in specifically to the evening routine and how that can be impactful. But I want to point out a few things as we're getting started with the whole idea of routines. And one of those is that I don't want you to overcomplicate making a routine. Don't be unrealistic. I mean, I hit on this a lot with planning that we really have to know ourselves as we are creating plans because when we sit down and make a plan, we often have a little bit of a pie-in-the-sky approach (laughs) to what we can get done in a day. We just think like, oh, this is the time. I'm going to put it all in here. I'm going to make all the changes to my life. I'm going to work out for an hour, and I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m., and I'm going to, you know take an hour-long bath every night, and I'm going to, you know, like, we get all these ideas as we're putting things down on paper because they just sound so great. Oh, this can be the time that my devotional lasts for an hour and a half, and my kids never interrupt me. (laughs) And, like, we get these ideas that we can accomplish, like, these insane amounts of things. We make a list that's 57 things long, And for some reason, when we're in planning mode, we get it in our head that that is realistic. And many times it's not. So my first thing that I want you to make sure you're keeping in mind as you are creating any routine is to know yourself. Know what you actually want to do, not what other people are saying that you should get done in your routine or, you know, what you really feel like you should do but maybe you don't actually want to do or maybe isn't reasonable in your current stage of life or the current season you're in, like, let's take a good hard look at those things and see if you actually have the time for them. Because if you have a 57 thing long routine, but you only have an hour to do it, that gives you about an hour or that gives you about a minute for each item that you're wanting to do. You know, maybe that's not the best plan, but maybe if you hone that down to five things, you could make some real progress on each of those things and you could feel like you did a good job of just those five things. And so it's really important to know that. I mean, this was something even with the cohort of ladies that I walked through, you know, at the beginning of the month they put down all of the things that they wanted to get done. Like all the things in their brain dump and like what what was pressing on them and a lot of them. I had to be like, "So, is this something you actually you do you really want to do this once your kids are in bed every night? Are you wanting to spend <laughs> 45 minutes researching going back to college right now. And when it came down to it, they're like, actually, no. (laughs) Actually, I don't want to do that. I just want to snuggle my baby at night. And it was like, then do that. Do that. Who says you need to do that right now? Who says you need to research college right now? Nothing's saying you need to go to college right now. Like, you can go to college in a year. You can, you know, like, we don't have to do all the things right now. Sometimes, the snuggling the baby is the most important thing. Like, you don't have to want to do something you don't want to do if it's not essential to life. Ladies, if I say the word hormones and your ears perk up because something's going on with yours, because let's face it, most of us have sort of ongoing things that are changing and happening with our hormones. Whether it's, PMS, to premenopausal symptoms, to whatever it is, we all deal with these fluctuations all throughout our life. It's just part of being a woman. Well, if you are dealing with any of these things, then you need Bonafide. They create proprietary natural medical products that have earned the uncompensated recommendation of over 8,400 doctors to their patients on an ongoing basis. They were created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve these symptoms that accompany these hormonal fluctuations. Fluctuations within our bodies because we all deserve relief without compromise. Whether you are dealing with vaginal dryness or hot flashes, night sweats, itching, thinning hair, aging skin, they have got something for you. One of their brand new products that I have actually been trying out is called Sylvesa. It is the first comprehensive system designed to restore and protect hair and skin affected by estrogen decline from the inside out. So I take a daily capsule, I use a hair serum and a skin serum, and combined they help me to have healthier looking hair and skin. They're formulated with hyaluronic acid to visibly improve skin texture and reduce fine lines and wrinkles. I love that. And they promote fuller, thicker, healthier hair. All of their products are non-prescription. They're effective. They're sourced naturally. They're clinically validated. Safety and quality are their top priority. They're endorsed by doctors, and they have helped over 333,000 women. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first order when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com slash livewell and use the promo code livewell. That's hello com slash livewell and code livewell. That's L-I-V-E-W-E-L-L for our special offer. For best prices and free shipping, go directly to the Hello Bonafide Dot com slash live well website. This is a special offer for Live Well Anyway listeners, so check it out and use the promo code Live Well. We will also have a link in the show notes. So, I just want you to be really realistic as you're moving forward and think about what you actually want and what is actually practical to fit into your day and your routine. Now, another thing that I really want to encourage you, I'm going to say this before we even get into how to make the routines, but one of the biggest killers to developing a brand new routine is not knowing what comes next, because you can do all that planning. You can put it in your bullet journal or have it in your phone or put it on Trello board or in your Google calendar or wherever, but if you have to go searching for that list to try to figure out what you're supposed to do next... Most likely, you're not going to do everything that you wanted to do or you're not going to do it in the flow of the order of how it was going to work out best. So you need to make it as easy as possible for yourself. Keep the routines in front of your face. So post lists everywhere that you might need a list so that you can just quickly glance and know what comes next. So whether that is putting a post-it note on the mirror of your bathroom or putting a piece of paper up on the fridge. It doesn't even have to be something pretty. You don't have to do some sort of printout if it's not something that's gonna you know, stay there forever. You're just giving yourself these reminders right now so that you know what comes next. If you forget a particular part of the routine every single time, then put a note just about that thing in a really obvious place. Like, I would sometimes forget to wash my daughter's glasses, And so I would put a note on the back door or right by the sink or someplace that I was going to see it to be like, hey, get this thing done so that you don't have to think about it and you don't have to try to remember it. It's just right in your face. It is telling you this is what you need to do next. So make it easy on yourself. Have those routines around. And they're helpful for not only you. They're helpful for your kids as well. If you want them to be doing a specific set of things or in a specific location in the house, like wherever that is, if there's a certain flow that you want them to be doing, you know, as they get ready in the bathroom in the morning or down in the kitchen or in the evening, whatever you need them to be doing to help clean up or whatever, Don't just expect people to remember. I don't remember. You probably don't remember. Let's give everybody the benefit of the doubt that it's okay to need a list and it's okay to have the same darn list up four different places in your house if that's what it takes. Because the goal is to get everyone following this flow. So I'm using the word flow a lot here. I think that is another important thing to remember as you are developing a routine. Think about the order in which you want things to be done. What makes the most sense? Does it make sense to have somebody, you know, do the dishes and then have to run upstairs to do something and come back downstairs to do something? Or, you know, does it make sense for you to do something that is a little bit slower paced and requires your full attention in the middle of trying to do a bunch of quick things in a row? Probably not. We need to think about how we are doing things in the order that we want them done. Like, I'm not going to do my planning piece of the evening routine, which we'll talk about in a second, in the middle of all of the action items that I'm doing. While I'm making sure bags are packed or water bottles are filled or the kitchen's cleaned up or whatever... I'm not going to, in the middle of that, put in my time to be looking over my calendar and my schedule. You, you just got to think about the order that you want to do things in, not just what you want to do, but what makes the most sense as far as getting them done, because that is going to help you a lot as well. Now, something that we will probably talk about again in a minute is what can you attach these things to that maybe you haven't thought of before, that maybe is going to be a little bit out of the box for you. Like maybe when your kids are getting ready for bed is the time that you should actually wash off your makeup because maybe by the time you're going to bed, you're too tired to do it and you're feeling exhausted. And so sometimes you just let it go because it's just you at the end of the day and you're last. And, you know, I hear that all the time. But what if You said, no, I'm worthy of having my makeup washed off and doing my skincare routine and I'm going to feel better about myself. So I'm going to move it up to this earlier time. Maybe you're going to wash off your makeup right after everybody sits down to dinner. Maybe you guys finish up dinner and you go wash off your makeup before you even wash the dishes. Like you got to figure out how you can prioritize certain items so that they don't feel less than. But you know that they are just as important as getting everybody else ready for bed. It's good for you to be ready for bed, too. I think that's a big part of developing an evening routine. It is for your preparation for the next day, but it's also for your sanity. It's for your heart. It's for your mind. It's for being able to wind down the day and feel like you're ready to go for the next day and you've wrapped this day up well and made sure that you had what you needed too. You do that for your kids. You help them get ready for bed when they're little. You help them to make sure that their little hearts and minds are taken care of. You deserve the same thing. So even if they're just little small things that you're doing, which we'll get to in a minute, but make sure that you are putting them in the flow of the routine in a place where they can actually get done. Okay, so now let's get down after, now that we've talked about some of these key things about routines and things I'm going to harp on, now let's come to the actual five pieces that I think are essential to a really good evening routine, one that's going to be life giving to you, one that's going to help you to be really prepared for the next day and be on top of things. Okay, so this first piece is what makes the evening routine more important than the morning routine, more important than any other routine in the day, and it is what can I do in the evening to make the morning easier? Now, I am not a morning person. I don't love getting up in the morning and having a lot of things that are weighing on me to have to get done, like When I was back in school, I would rather stay up as late as I needed to getting an assignment done than trying to get up in the morning and think that I was going to have enough time to actually accomplish all of those things. Like, if I do that in the morning, then I could run out of the amount of time that I need. And I am not down for that. But even if you are a morning person, I think that this piece, doing things the night before to make the morning easier, is still smart. Because if you're doing it early enough in the evening, if you're like a go-to-bed early person like Katie is, (laughs) you can still do this before you go to bed. And it allows you to enjoy your morning more, too, because you can do more of the things that you want to in the morning. You can spend more time, you know, sitting down and reading or, you know, doing whatever it is that you want to do in the morning. You can spend more focused time on your kids if that is what you're really wanting to do in the morning is make them an amazing breakfast and, you know, really focus on them and talk to them or whatever. You have more of the ability to do that, more of the time to do that if you get some of these other just like busy work pieces done the night before. So what can some of these things include? Well, I think that summer or school year, if you have bags that need to be packed, like Maybe in the summer you you know you're going to go to the beach the next day or to a friend's house or whatever it is. But especially during the school year when you're dealing with backpacks and permission forms and all of that kind of thing that needs to make sure it gets into the backpack. And it's so much nicer when those bags get packed the evening Before I know, and this always ends up happening to me at the end of the school year, we're not staying on top of our evening routine as well as we do like the whole rest of the year. But when I'm trying to rush around and sign that permission form and find the pen to do it or, oh, you need such and such in your bag and I totally forgot. If I can just do that in the evening when I don't have that time crunch of we have got to get out of the house now I just feel so much better making sure that everybody's bags are packed. And sometimes we take it to the degree that not only are the bags packed, but we just go ahead and put them in the car because then we're not forgetting anything. We know we've taken the time to make sure everything's squared away. Everything is where it needs to be. It's in the car. All we have to do is get our bodies out there in the morning. So that can be another just step that you take to make things a little bit easier making lunches the night before. Trying to make lunches in the morning is another one of those things where I'm much more likely to be like, you guys just need to take hot lunch. This is totally impractical for everybody to be getting everything out and trying to make lunches in the morning. No thank you. Even when my kids are making them, it's just like we don't we don't have time for that. Let's get it done the night before. Filling water bottles, such a simple step, but when you're rushing out the door in the morning, Or trying to add one more thing that you need to get done in the morning, it can make such a difference to just have something as simple as having the water bottles filled done the night before. Some things are just a matter of figuring them out, like breakfast. If I don't actually have to make the decision in the morning, if I've made that decision in advance the night before talked through that with my kids or had them make the decision of what they want to eat in the morning, just having that knowledge going into the morning, that's sometimes half the battle. Because having to have the conversation in the morning about, well, what do you want for breakfast? This is what we have. What sounds good to you? That can be a big part of the frustration and a huge time suck. But if it's already been decided the night before, whether it's something you are making or your kids know what they're going to have in the morning just deciding. Just that piece of it makes a big difference. Same with clothing. Having everybody pick out their outfits the night before, or maybe your kids are at an age where you're still picking out the outfits. I know when my girls were younger, I loved getting their whole week of outfits set up on the weekend. It's a little bit harder to do this at this stage because... They have more opinions and they're older and they're starting to take over more of their selection of clothes. But sometimes I will even have them do that process on the weekend. Or have them do it the night before. Just pick out your outfit. Have it out. Have everything ready to go so that you're ready and you can just grab everything you need in the morning that you already have laid out. I think that's huge. When nobody's running around in the morning going, I don't have any underwear or whatever. Just knowing that it's all been decided. And even for myself, sometimes picking out my clothes the night before makes it so much easier. Like, I'm much more likely to do my yoga in the morning if I have pulled out everything I need to get up in the morning and put on my athletic wear. If I already have that set aside, I've got out my sports bra, I've got like all the stuff, then I'm ready to go in the morning and I have so many less excuses (laughs) to not do the yoga because I already have everything out. So I think everybody picking out their clothes is just a great rule of thumb. Another thing that can help me to be much more prepared for the morning and be doing things that maybe I would neglect otherwise is like supplements or if you're going to do a protein drink or a greens drink or something like that, preparing it the night before. Like I love when I do athletic greens and I already have it in the shaker bottle ready to go and I've put it in the fridge. I like it cold a little bit better anyway. And so just having that in there, it's ready to go. I don't have to think about it. All I have to do is get it out of the fridge in the morning and drink it. I don't have to make it. I run out of excuses for why I shouldn't be getting things done because I already have it ready to go. Or my supplements, just having them out on the counter, having them ready for me to take. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to figure out what I'm going to take. I have done all of that already. Or I mentioned earlier, sometimes I would forget to wash my daughter's glasses. Well, if I wash them at night after she's taken them off, then I don't have to worry about doing it in the morning. It's already done. I'm not gonna forget. They're not on her face at that point when she's gone to sleep. So it just works out really well for me to do it really quickly at night. Doing an evening tidy. You know, this one is a lot of times the one that I'm really slacking on. (laughs) if I'm going to be honest, because I get to the end of doing all this other stuff and I'm like, okay, guys, I don't want to waste all of the water on the dishes because I want it in my bath. So if I can get it done early enough in the evening, making sure that we're just doing like a sweep over the kitchen and the living room, having things be done, the dishes washed, the floor swept up, not a bunch of stuff out on my counters. I know that's one of the biggest things that if I can come down in the morning, and have my counters be pretty well cleared off. I'm kind of am able to take that, like, you know, deep breath of like, oh, okay, I don't feel already bombarded by the day and all of these things that are in my face. So, just doing that evening tidy, making sure that things are kind of picked up and put away and cleaned up, just helps you to feel more on top of the next day. I mean, we all know that, but putting that as part of the routine to make the next day easier, I think, is super helpful. And then, you know, figuring out what parts of this evening routine your kids can really contribute to, I think is so helpful because we can list off all of these things that are great to do in the evening, but even at that, it can feel like, oh my gosh, it's so much. It's so much to do. I mean, it's all got to get done tonight or tomorrow or whatever, but it's a lot to do. Well, you don't have to do it all, Get your kids on board, have them helping with the tidy, have them helping with the picking out of the clothes or figuring out the breakfast or filling their own water bottles or making their lunches. I mean, you can really get it to a place where you're almost just sort of being an overseer and they are doing all of these pieces. You don't have to do all of them. You're just making sure that they are following the list that is on the fridge. Remember that part where we need to keep it in everybody's face? You can go through and be like, okay... Johnny, you got your bag packed, you got your lunch made, you got your water bottle filled, you got your bag in the car, you got your shoes where they need to be. That's another one is finding all of the things that everyone's going to need at the last minute the next morning. In our house, it seems like shoes and coats suddenly disappear and no one seems to know where they are. And the shoe one really baffles me, especially when they get upset about Where are my shoes? And it's like, well, believe it or not, you are literally the only person in this house who could ever have any interest whatsoever in your shoes or have moved them because you are the only one who they fit. So (laughs) if they are not where they are supposed to be, you don't have the right to be mad at anybody else (laughs) because nobody wore your shoes. That one, I just, I never... I never understand it. It's really odd, except for sometimes they do grab mine for some random reason. So even finding my own shoes sometimes is really uh, helpful. But, you know, finding where is that coat? Where are those shoes? They're ready to go. Everybody knows where they are in the morning. So all they have to do is put them on and get out the door. Even taking that extra step of if your kids slip their shoes off without untying them, you know. You've been there and they're like, "Ah, I can't even get this knot untied and I need to get in the car. And Well, if the shoes are already untied, if that was part of the evening routine is making sure your shoes are untied so you can put them on more easily in the morning. I mean, what a miraculous and simple little step that you can do to make the morning easier. Can I get an amen? All right. So that was all step one. (laughs) That was all the things that I think that you should think about for step one, one of the pieces of the five steps to a great evening routine. We all probably know by now that poor sleep can affect a lot of things about our bodies. It can cause us to gain weight, have mood issues, poor mental health, lower productivity. And did you know that sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is linked to reduced white blood cell count? White blood cells protect our bodies against illness and disease, fighting viruses, bacteria, and more. As we are talking all about on this episode, having a nighttime routine that is consistent and helps you to wind down is so important. A better Tomorrow starts tonight, and that is why I love Beam Dream. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand with unique products for everything from sleep to recovery. And today, my listeners get a special discount available for Beam's sleep product, Dream Powder, their best selling healthy hot cocoa. So, I have been taking this hot cocoa for six months now. I started right around Christmas time. I like to be able to take a little something at night to just help me to wind down, help my brain to sort of shut off and relax, and also prepare me for the next day and help me to sleep better. And that is exactly what Beam does. I have had such great results from it. I love the flavor. It's nice to just kind of have a cup of hot cocoa at night. Plus, it just helps me to. To completely be able to rest and feel replenished in the morning. It contains natural, sleep-promoting, premium ingredients. Beam is a premium CBD product, so it has nano-CBD, which dramatically increases your body's ability to absorb CBD, making their product the most effective in the wellness space. But it's also triple lab tested and has no THC, and you just wake up refreshed. 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster when taking Beam Dream, and 99% of people experience. Experience better quality sleep just like I have. You just mix Beam Dream with hot water or milk, stir, and enjoy before bedtime. So give it a try. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Patrick and Baker Mayfield. Don't love it? Get your money back, guaranteed. For a limited time, get $20 off when you go to shopbeam.com slash livewell and use the code livewell at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash live live well and use the code live well for $20 off and the best night's sleep that you've had in a long time. Okay. So I kind of already hit on this next one already, but you taking a little bit of time in the evening to look over the next day's calendar and hone in your to-do list for the next day is so helpful. Because a lot of times we think we know what's going on the next day, but how many times have we had a Google alert pop up and say, you have to be at your kid's dentist in 30 minutes. And it's like, what? I didn't know that. Or you miss it completely. Or, you know, there are sometimes our brains just don't remember what needs to get done. And so just giving ourselves that little leg up of just giving yourself the benefit of the doubt that maybe... Maybe you don't remember everything that's happening the next day, and it's just a smart idea to go ahead and look at the calendar and see what's going on. It's just, it's just helpful to not have things sneak up on you. Plus, when you do that, you're able to look over the day that you've had, see what got done, what didn't get done, what needs to be moved to tomorrow or a different day this week. I know I really do this with Google Calendar. It's something that we talk about a lot in the cohort and moving things around. I used to do it in Trello, which is another great way to be planning your week because you can really easily move cards from day to day if they didn't get done and all that kind of thing. But whatever it is, whatever plan you use for making your list and keeping track of all the things that you have to do, I think this piece just helps me to go to sleep easier at night because my brain isn't trying to hold on to all of this stuff and make sure that I'm remembering it. I can offload it onto the list, whether that's digital, paper, whatever. I can put those pieces there and my brain doesn't have to exercise those muscles of trying to hold on to them, which is so important because our brains can only hold so much and we can tire them out very quickly. And that's one of the ways that we end up with decision fatigue and all that kind of thing because we're just trying to figure out too much all the time. But when we can do a little bit of this forethought and this planning ahead of time, when we can just walk ourselves through our days, that's another big thing is I don't just look at the calendar. I don't just look at my to-do list. I try to look at the flow of the day, kind of like we talked about with the flow of your routine. I look at like, okay, when are are these things going to happen? Okay, even when I get up in the morning, what is my morning going to look like? I'm going to get up. I'm going to put on those clothes that I got out the night before. I'm going to do my 5 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever of yoga. Yeah, let's not overdo it here. I'm, no, I'm not doing an hour. Let's just be honest. I'm I'm doing like asana rebel. How short of a yoga workout can I do and have that still count? Just being just being real with you. So, I do that and then I'm thinking, okay, and then I can get my coffee and then I'll get up the kids and then I'll get ready and I'll... So just doing that thought process helps me to be like, okay... I don't have to wake up in the morning and try to figure it out. I don't have to decide this then. I can just do the things because the decisions are already made. Same with the to-do list for the day. Okay, when I get into my workday, this is what I'm going to do first. This is what I'm going to do next. I'm going to have to take this break to go take the kids to the dentist and then come back and then I have this meeting scheduled. Just knowing the flow of the day. Helps me to be less harried. It helps me to be able to enjoy the other parts of my routine that we're gonna talk about in a minute where I'm taking care of myself in the evening because I'm not trying to remember. I'm not trying to figure that stuff out. I've taken those, you know, five or ten minutes. It doesn't have to take that long to go over your calendar, to go over your to-do list. It's so helpful too to not have things sneak up on you of like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do this today and I forgot. And then Because you didn't get it done on Monday, it doesn't get moved to any other list, and then it doesn't ever get done, or you keep procrastinating on it. But when you actually are able to say, okay, this thing didn't happen today, but I can put it on tomorrow, I just think that is so helpful for being on top of things, getting them done, not letting things slip through the cracks. So that's the second piece. Take that time to look over your calendar, to look over your to-do list, to move things around where they need to be, to kind of work your brain through the flow of the day, through the different routines that have to be done, so that when you're in it the next day, you can be all action. You don't have to be figuring it out as you're going. I That is one of the biggest things. That's why we have routines, right? So that we don't have to be continuously figuring it out. We just know what we need to do. Okay, this next part of the routine, some of these things I think are maybe not going to be what you're expecting them to be. You're probably expecting that everything I'm going to tell you to do is going to be very productivity-based. But guess what? We're kind of done with the productivity part of the evening routine. Once you've done those pieces that are going to help prepare you for the next morning, you've worked through knowing what your next day is going to look like. Now, I think an essential part of our evening routines is connecting with our people. Our days are so busy. There is so much going on. We're all running in a thousand different directions, This piece, even if it's only for a few minutes, is so essential to making sure that everybody's hearts are taken care of before they go to sleep, that everybody feels settled, that everybody feels seen, that you as a mom or a wife or whatever feel like, okay, I've done that. My people know that I care. My people know that I love them. And like I said, it doesn't have to be big. There are so many small ways that we can help our people to feel seen before they go to bed, and it's going to look different for everybody, different based on their age and their interests and their love languages, but what can you do? I know that reading with my daughter's that's a big one for them. It makes them feel seen and heard. Snuggles, especially one of them, is going to like really eat up the snuggles. Singing a song to them or with them, just asking them about certain things about their day. Even that little question of what was the high and the low of your day? What was the best part of your day? You know, Just showing that you're completely focusing on them, even if it's for just a couple of minutes, I think is so helpful for them really feeling like, okay, mom saw me. For my 16-year-old, it's maybe going to be, you know, what was his favorite YouTube video? that he watched, or what did he work on for his YouTube channel, or, you know, what show? We, we, a lot of times, if we have the time, if I have more than five minutes or whatever, and he's not playing Fortnite or Rocket League with his friends, then us spending that time together to watch a show, that is where I really notice he starts opening up a lot of times later in the evening than I would prefer. I wish it was a little <laughs> earlier these days. But that's when we've spent some time watching a show, and then his words really start rolling where a lot of people think he's really quiet but when he's with me and we've had that little bit of time to connect and watch something that we really enjoyed that's when he really starts talking and sharing with me about his life and telling me things that he's hoping for and looking forward to and all that kind of thing so finding all those different ways to connect with your people I think is so important. It will make you feel better at the end of the night. It will make them feel better. Just find whatever that is. And if it's something that is routine, it is something that is kind of the same every evening. I know that my girls really thrive on that. They want to know like, okay, we are committing to read this book and we're going to read it every single night. And maybe that only means we're going to read it for five minutes. Maybe it means like tonight is super crazy. We're going to read one page, but we're going to make sure we keep our streak up. And that can be enough just so long as everybody knows like we're all going to do it. We're going to have this time together. I'm going to connect with you. Okay, ladies, I know a lot of you are like me, and you're always looking to make sustainable swaps throughout your home. Maybe something that's not wrapped in plastic or doesn't use harmful chemicals and hopefully doesn't involve chopping down any trees. Well, luckily, it seems like there are more and more alternatives every day that I love to use in my home and can help keep our earth beautiful at the same time. And one of my new favorite sustainable swaps is Real Paper. Real makes a sustainable toilet paper and paper towels that use fast-growing bamboo. This is so smart. We'll get to it in a second. But it's always shipped in plastic-free packaging, even down to the tape on the box. It might sound silly. Toilet paper is something we use every single day and probably don't give a whole lot of thought to. We are literally flushing it down the drain. But it is such an easy thing to be able to have a really great replacement for. It's just a really great product. It does the job. It even looks nicer wrapped in paper instead of being in plastic. And let's come back to this whole bamboo thing. Okay, so bamboo, why that even matters is because it's like grass. It's just like when you mow the lawn, you cut it, and then it regenerates without harming the plant or the soil. It just grows back and it grows really fast. It's the same thing with bamboo. So they're able to harvest the same plant over and over and over again instead of cutting down trees. This is certainly preferable over the usual plastic wrap toilet paper that comes from our old growth forests. The conventional stuff contributes to deforestation and habitat loss all for something that we use once and flush down the toilet. And one of my very favorite things about it is that I can subscribe to it. You know, it is one of those products we certainly go through around here. There's quite a few people And when I know that it is just showing up at my door, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to go racing out because we're running out of it. It just makes my life so much easier. I love anything that can just arrive right on my doorstep. Real Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions that I love or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping and 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging. And if you head to realpaper.com livewell and sign up for a subscription using my code livewell at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R dot com slash live well or enter the promo code live well to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. So let's stop fleshing our forests and give Reel's tree-free paper a try. Zero trees, zero plastic, zero compromises with Reel. Now we are going to move into things that are a little bit more focused on You. So you've gotten the stuff ready for the next morning. You've taken a look at your calendar and your to do list. You've made sure that you've connected with your people. Now, what is at least one thing that you can do to help you relax before you go to bed? To take care of you and help your brain and your body go to sleep. Now, for everybody, this is going to be different. A lot of times, it's multiple things. I mean, I know I have kind of like my little routine of what I like to do every single night, but hone it down to like, what is the one thing that you absolutely are going to make sure that you do every night to help your brain and your body go to sleep? And then if you're able to fit in more things, awesome. But you know, if you did this one thing then you've taken care of you. And you weren't just the last man on the totem pole, but you did something to take care of you. So maybe that's journaling. Maybe that's some evening relaxing yoga. Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's reading, watching a show. Maybe you like to spend time doing a relaxing hobby. You have to figure out what it is for you or what combination of those things are going to make you feel like you took care of yourself. You were able to let your brain wind down by the end of the night and just be able to have some really good restful sleep. For me, the top things that I do every single night are well, pretty much every single night. And I know this is going to sound luxurious because a lot of people are like, how do you take a bath every night? But I take a bath pretty much every night. But this isn't like a hour-long bath. And a bath doesn't have to be that long, especially if you're doing it consistently. It doesn't have to be like this, you know, I've got the bubbles and wine or something. I don't even drink wine, but you know what I mean. Like it it doesn't have to be that. I have my little rock salt night light that is in my bathroom. I flip that on so there's some mood lighting. And then I run my bath. A lot of times I use fluid, which is um, these like bath soaks that are transdermal. I think I've mentioned them before. We'll have a link in the show notes. But they have a bunch of different ones that are either for stress or sleep or body aches or whatever. And I absolutely love them. They have got a ton of vitamins and goodness packed into them and just kind of like help me to wind my body down for the night. I feel like I'm taking care of myself by taking that bath and soaking that good stuff up before I go to sleep. That's usually when I will go ahead and shave. I'll watch a show while I'm in the bath. If I'm really thinking about it and I'm on my game, then I will dry brush before I get into the bath. Maybe afterward is going to be when I do my self tanner in the summer and that part of my routine. I make sure that I use a body cream afterward that I absolutely love. It's the coconut body cream at Trader Joe's, by the way. It smells like whipped cream, and it's amazing and wonderful, and I stock up so that I always have some. And I also put on my magnesium lotion because I know that I get jittery. I know that helps me to relax at night That's about the same time as I take my magnesium supplements. So it all kind of ends up building on itself and helps me to make sure that I'm taking care of myself really well, and then I usually read right before I'm falling asleep. So I have a light in my room that is controlled by my Echo Dot and I'm able to change the light to pink because that light is a little bit warmer and it helps me to be winding down my brain in the evening. And I put it at about like between 5 and 15% brightness. So it's helping my brain brain and my body to know that it's time to go to sleep. I'll maybe take a little bit of melatonin to give me a little kickstart with that as well. And I just get in my cozy bed with my gravity blanket. That is essential for me. And I read. I read for a little while right before I'm falling asleep on my Kindle. I like that I'm able to adjust the lighting on the Kindle so it's pretty low. And even if it's just for three or four minutes that I'm reading, it helps me to completely shut down my brain, focus on something else. I know I've already done all the planning and the figuring out for tomorrow. So now I'm able to think about, I read fiction at night because then I'm not trying to think about like some self-help thing or learn something. I just want to be entertained for a few minutes and it helps my brain to wind down and relax and go to sleep. Now, that's what works for me. Sometimes if I'm feeling extra burdened, then I know that I need to journal. I need to get out my thoughts and my feelings. Yes, I've done my planning, but I'm having a lot of big feels and I need to get that done on paper so I'm not carrying all of that with me. Sometimes it's, yeah, I want to like do some relaxing stretching or, you know, whatever. But those things that I initially said, the bath and the reading Those are what I know for me are going to help me to just completely shut myself off and relax and make myself feel taken care of at the end of the night. And I think that we all need that. It's all going to look different at different seasons in my life. There were definitely times that I was not going to be able to take a bath every night when my kids were littler and, you know, yeah, that wasn't a possibility. Now that they're older, totally is. I can completely do that. And so it's going to change and it's going to shift All throughout your life. And that's okay. But what little thing can you do to make sure that you are feeling taken care of before you go to sleep and you're able to help your brain, especially, to turn off so that that sleep that you are getting is really restful and nourishing to your body? I think that's really important to think through. Okay, one last step. We are down to step five, you guys. And this one, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you don't care what you look like. <laughs> this step is essential. This is part of being a grown woman. It is doing your skincare. Yes, ladies, I said it. I think it is an essential piece of an evening routine, no matter who you are or what you love or what you care about. Take care of your skin. You will thank yourself later. I don't care if you are 20 or 67. Take care of of your skin. Even if you don't wear makeup, your face has been exposed to pollutants and nasty air and all kinds of things all day long. Wash your face. Moisturize. If you do nothing else, just do those two things. Now, obviously, my skincare routine is a lot more complex than that. It would never just be those two things. And it changes during what season I'm in, I do a lot more skincare things like with a lot more products in the fall and winter and spring when I'm not tanning my face because when I use like vitamin C and retinol, then it actually takes the tanner off my skin. So, you know, I balance that out. But making sure that you have a skincare routine, I think, is so essential. Our skin is an organ. It's the biggest organ on our body. It is constantly absorbing things, and we need to take good care of it. And so whether or not you're worried about wrinkles or whatever, I think that skincare is an essential part of your evening routine. So, you know, you can Jazz it all the way up to, you know, a 10-step routine and gua sha and all of the rest. And, And that is a conversation for a different day. But even if you are just washing and moisturizing... Do yourself that favor. It's just one small thing that really doesn't take that long. And like I mentioned earlier, if you have trouble doing it right before you go to bed, then don't plan to do it right before you go to bed. Any parts of these routines, you need to put when they make the most sense, and when you are the most likely to do them. So whether that's after dinner, whether that's when your kids are brushing their teeth, whether that's before you watch a show, you won't let yourself watch a show until you have done your skincare, let it be, give yourself a reward for doing your skincare. If doing it isn't a reward enough for you, you know, I'm just going to say, I think it's essential. I think you could do it. I think it's not that hard. Then maybe, maybe the thing is that you've not been putting it in the right place in your routine. Maybe you need to move it a little earlier in the evening to make sure that it actually gets done. Okay, so those are the five steps. Those are the five pieces of an evening routine that I think are absolutely essential. What things can you be doing in the evening to get yourself more ready for the morning? Take a look over your calendar and your to-do list freshen them up and kind of work your way through the day so you know what is happening the next day. Find some way to connect with your people, even if it's small. Do at least one thing to help yourself relax, take care of you, and allow your brain and body to go to sleep more easily. And do your skincare. Those are the five things that I think are like the grown lady way to have an evening routine. I would love to know what you think. I would love to know what parts you have as a part of your evening routine. So go ahead and message me over on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. I love hearing from you guys over there. It's so helpful when I hear what you are interested in and what has been really helpful. Apparently a lot of you really jived with the puberty episode which is so much fun. I love knowing that. That helps me to be able to give you guys more content that is going to be helpful and applicable and interesting and entertaining. So never hesitate to get a hold of me, especially on Instagram. It's like the easiest way to just reach out to me. So at Mackenzie Coppa, I would love to chat with you over there. All right. That's it for this week's show. You can find links to everything that I talked about nonstop for an hour today over at MackenzieCoppa.com and click on podcast. You can also just swipe up in whatever app you are listening to this episode on. Make sure to tell your friends about it. Leave a rating and review. If you tag me on Instagram, I will be sure to reshare that you have mentioned the podcast. I so appreciate when you tell your friends about the show. That has been the biggest... You know, marketing effort that we've ever had is when you guys just tell other people authentically about the shows that you're listening to and if that's mine then awesome so thank you so much make sure that you are subscribed I will be back again next week I believe I will be here with the lovely Katie Deckett and we will be talking about learning and the ways that we have found to learn new things and take off with them and find new hobbies and learn things for our businesses and and how we are really taking charge of learning in our life for ourselves but until next week ladies I hope you are having a wonderful week and go be bold and gracious